Welcome to Minority Corner, where we take an introspective look at the world through an intersectional lens. I'm James, he, him. I'm a queer political activist, actor, comedian, self-proclaimed sexy blurb. That's a um, black nerd. And each week, I'm joined in the corner by other fabulous minorities and some allies tackling the news, pop culture, politics, media, entertainment, and history with a little self-care, self-love sprinkled throughout, all for our own personal and collective empowerment. What up, Corner Kids? It's an all-new episode of Minority Corner, and the royalty of Minority Corner is here. Our queen, Aneke, is here. And this week, Aneke and I catch up, although we actually just got done catching up. We have Black Brunch, or as Aneke might call it, Black Meal, depending on your time of day, we discuss. What time is brunch? A lot of debate over this. Uh, I think maybe I don't understand what brunch is. Whatever. Oof, y'all. Okay, I am a little late to the party, but we have to discuss. I just started American Crime Story Impeachment, and ooh, y'all, Linda Tripp was tripping. We'll just say that she was living up to her name. She was wiling out. And so maybe I don't feel so bad about any jokes that we may have made of her. Okay, well, we have to discuss this Florida bill as they have passed the newly named Don't Say Gay bill. Uh, We got to talk about it. It's incredibly harmful. Um, Some really dangerous things happening, and uh, we must unpack this. And then in the main corner, it is Women's History Month, but there are so many suffragettes I had never even heard about, and I am going to walk you all through five suffragettes. Yes, five I have a feeling you probably have not heard about, and they are from different demographics, uh, ethnicities, and uh, we're going to unpack these unsung heroes of the suffragette movement, who they were, what they did. There was more than just Susan B. Anthony, y'all, who, a little questionable in terms of uh, how she, (laughs) a little questionable. We'll just leave it there. We'll leave it there. So much more to talk about. So let's get into it. All new episode of Minority Corner. It's happening right now. Let's go. Time to learn, laugh, and play. Tap in, Aneke. Tap, tap, tap in. Mm-mm. I'm tapped in. I'm yeah, tap, tap, are. tapped in. Yeah, you tapped did. In. Ooh, okay. I know. Okay, I'm here. I am it. ready. Is this Black Brunch? <laughs> this, we? hey, you mean Black Meal? <laughs> okay. All right. So, cat's out of the bag. Uh, I had organized... <laughs> Black Brunch for Aneke. Which was amazing. Lauren Carter, who you know, she's been on the show as well. Uh, my friend yes. George. We're, I was like, I need mm-hmm. my black people because it's been wildin'. I don't know what is happening in the water, but white folks, and y'all know, you know I love you. Love you. Love you. <laughs> but you're wildin'. I had within like, you, like 72 hours, it was just like situations of white folks just doing the most. I was up mm. in I was up in Napa, a wine country, mm. Yachtville. Felt like a scene out of Get Out. I had told Uh-oh. a friend of mine who was hanging out with their yuppity yup yup Richie Rich friends of like, mm. hey, you know, sometimes it's exhausting to be around you know white people as black people. You feel like we have to turn it on a little bit. It's a it's a knob because yeah. we, we represent. We're fighting against their perceptions of black people. We are also. Uh, you know, representing our entire community. White folks just get to be just uh-huh. them. 
After right? a long day of wine tasting, I'm like, you know what? Sometimes I feel like I got to turn it on. Friend goes, maybe that's just in your head. What? Boo. No. Don't ever say that to anybody. No. What? Unless you are my black gay therapist, Marcus Christmas, then you can. Then you can say that. And we will unpack that. I mean, therapists, yeah. You know what? When a therapist says maybe you were to say that, yes, that's their job. (laughs) That's they're like meal ticket. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just one of those things that, like, in a review, would have said that to me. I'm like, okay, let's unpack that. But white person and white friend of mine, I'm telling you this information. You don't just tell someone it's just maybe all up in their head when they're being vulnerable to you. Then had we're going to get to this in a moment, unpacking the stuff going on with Ukraine. Well, we'll get to that in a moment. Mm. We'll get to that in a moment. But anyways, yeah, we have Black Brunch. We have Black Brunch because yes. I was like, yes, bat signals of the black people. <laughs> the black <laughs> signal. I put it out. And uh, but only a were there in attendance. But uh, anyways, apparently hey, that was good enough. No, I just mean like <laughs> <laughs> that was plenty. You and I, we waited to exhale. We I did. had my swooshy pants on. She did. We shared some delicious food. We held hands and danced to shoop shoop yes. in our head. Shoop shoop. Yes, we did. Oh wait, shoop, that's a different shoop. Doop. I was doing shoop shoop doop. Damn, look at him. Ooh, not you, know. you, the bold-legged one. Here I go, here Why I go, here I go. Again, girls, what's my weakness? Men. Okay, then chillin', illin'. My well, number missed this. My girl came in front, and I couldn't believe this. I swear, as I will, I okay. know all the Can words. I jump in? Can I jump in? <laughs> lick it, lick it. Had to kick it. I'm not sure. I saw okay, okay, can... the digits. Well, anyways, we had good. We had a good black brunch, and apparently, Aneke told me that brunch is not at three o'clock. No, it is not at three o'clock. Brunch is at between morning and before lunch because breakfast, lunch. This is news to me. Today <laughs> I learned. Today I learned news to me. I. It makes sense. I think I yelled at some people the other day, like a few weeks ago. They were like, "Oh, we got to go to brunch at 10. And the friend was like, "Brunch is not at 10. I'm like, "He's right." That's too early for brunch. And it's not because it's, you know, I forgot that brunch. (laughs) I know, but brunch always seems like it's something that you would have later. You know, you're just like, ooh, I was out all night. Let's go to brunch. And to me, that would mean like like one or two o'clock. That's one is like the end. Me. You're getting the tail end of brunch. You're getting the giblets, the drunk people at I brunch. I love a good three o'clock brunch. If I'm, uh, two o'clock is my, my prime time for brunch. One o'clock, two o'clock. That's, That's even late for lunch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 11 is brunch. No. Five, my, 11 is early. brunch. That's breakfast. That, on a weekend? Mm-mm. That's breakfast. Oh, you want Brun- breakfast? Brunch? Is breakfast Agree to disagree. Here we are, rounding out our journey in the minority corner and another feud. (laughs) This is not a feud. This is called Aneke's Right. (laughs) No, no. All right, listeners. Fighting words. No. (laughs) No, thank you. I don't like it. Um. So right before we got on. I, mm-hmm. you know how I love a cult and a con. I just yes. also realized I also love, and this won't surprise you. 
I love a cult, Mm-mm. a con, and a scandal. And now it makes sense why oh, I watched yeah. all seven mm-hmm. seasons of Scandal so religiously because that show is full of scandals. It does live up to its name. I mean, they named it for a reason. It didn't hit to me until I was about to go watch Abbott Elementary. I'm like, oh, let me just go laugh at Quinta being all funny because Abbott Elementary, if you watched it, is so funny. I need to watch it. It's on my list. I gotta watch it because I love Quinta and I love education uh, and you know the two of those together. It's so good. It's so good. It's hilarious. The cast is so good. Abbott Elementary. It's like I mean very much sort of like Office Parks and Rec. It's very Parks and Rec actually because it's um it's like the mockumentary uh, yeah. sort of thing uh, and it's so, just so well done. But yeah. And it's set in like a underprivileged school in Philadelphia. And it's funny because they're like really talking about real issues that these schools are like dealing with. The guy from Everybody Hates Chris, mm-hmm. he's in it. The guy who played Chris. I he's like funny. him as an actor. Not he's as really a person. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know him as a person. Fair. fair. The jury's fair. out. You fair. Because it could come out. out that he's doing some <laughs> violence. And you're like, glad I didn't say it. Separate the art from the artist. <laughs> I remain neutral. Fair. I am Switzerland on that the personality of what's-his-face. Oh, uh, Moesha's stepmom, also in it. She's hilarious. Yes, she's back to it. Well, they're bringing all of these people back. I'm glad. Quinta's like, who needs Give work? Give some yeah. work. Um, so anyways, I'm you. on my way to watch Abbott Elementary. I'm like, I need to laugh. And then what smack dab on my Hulu? Mm. American Crime Uh-oh. Impeachment stopped everything. I stopped oh, everything. Here we go. And ten, five minutes in, I was like, "Oh my god, I here love a scandal! Go. I love a scandal!" Yes, you do. And I like a scandal that it's like you think you know, but yeah. you have no idea. Which that's what I feel like this story is, because it's like, and this happened during. It's like, like there's so many stories, especially like in the '90s, and it's like I think we thought we were doing like sexual revolution. Da da da. There was so much sexism, so much racism. Is bad. It's bad. And so then when you're going... 100. What was that tagline? You said you think you know, but you don't know. What is that from? This is the diary of Monica Lewinsky, a.k.a. the diary. Oh, Mm. the diary! You think you know, but you have no idea. This is diary of Anne Frank. (laughs) No, of Monica Lewinsky. Oh, I heard it. That was I a lot of detours. A lot of detours right there. But it's so good. And listen, I'll tell you this. You know how sometimes, like, okay, listeners, you know how sometimes I like I'll make a joke about somebody, and then eventually I'll come to Jesus, have it come to Jesus, and be like, okay, I shouldn't yeah. be fun of that person anymore. We have often joked about because we're Linda, Linda tripping ourselves Rest right now. Power. <laughs> and I will tell you this: I'm one episode in, and I do not feel <laughs> bad about a single joke that I have made about that woman. Linda Tripp was tripping. She, she was a nasty woman. I mean. Like she. Was out of vendetta. I'm only the first episode. No, did you watch I didn't it? Watch you watched it. it. You I did it. I watched. I watched the OJ Simpson one, and I think that that was like Same. a lot for me. I watched Versace. I didn't. I don't know why I didn't get into the other I ones. Didn't. The Versace. There's just so good. much TV right now, James. What's a girl to do? What's a girl to do? And you're a mom. It's really a miracle that you've done what you have been able Thank to do. You. So like, put you it know. in the work. That's true. You doing between it between. You got to get Minnie Mouse in and Euphoria. It's a lot. It's a lot for the brain to go back and forth. Between Between 8 and 10 is when I pack it in. You got two hours to get it in. And then the weekends, it's like mama-daughter time, playtime. Like, it's true. It's true. I get it. Well, I I think you will like this because I think you love a political scandal as well. 
And it's fun to look back because we were just little kids running we around were. and we had no idea. And it's so interesting, again, Monica Lewinsky was such the butt of jokes, you know? She was. And and to see it, and she was involved in this production, which is why it's different than the Pam and Tommy Lee thing. Uh, yes. Pamela Anderson was not involved in that at all. Right. And so, although it's like, you know, there are women behind the scenes producing the Pamela Anderson show, and I hear she comes out looking good, she wasn't involved in it. Should we be retelling this using her as the vehicle as opposed to just like make up a story about some celebrities who sex tape? You're trying to tell the story about like stop stealing celebrities sex things. And then you and have her be. It. Yeah. It, 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 the whole thing actually kind of bums me out about Pamela Anderson, but I am glad that she's making a comeback. Have you heard? She's going to be in Chicago. She's going to play Roxy. Hart. I, no, so she's I, mean, I you, know, you know, I've been to a few stunt castings of uh, I was like, oh, I know. Like when Mel beat like. All the housewives has played Roxy Hart and that poor actress who's playing Velma Kelly. She's like, who we got this week? I and know. She's talented AF. And I have advice for Pamela Anderson. Do you do Pamela in the show? Don't try right. to transform the best because that's what people want. They want to see Pamela right. Anderson doing the role. Like, don't yeah, Mel B but- for the first act was like, I'm 1920s in the second act. She was like, all right, it's me, Mel B, baby. You want to be my lover? I mean, we all know this, though, because I saw Mel B in um, Rent, and that was a lot. But I mean, (laughs) but I'm just saying, granted, however her performance is, I'm just glad she's coming back. A hundred percent. I'm with you. I got you. You I got you. Yes. Yeah. Well, great thing with the Monica's involved with the impeach. She was involved. It's based on her book. And it's just like. It's so interesting seeing her retelling, but her retelling, she's involved in it. And I'm like, oh, am I going to feel Sarah Polson's playing the Linda trip of her life? And I like, know. it's just, uh, uh, anyways, uh, Linda trip is a trip. And I don't think this show is going to be necessarily, I mean, it does show like, okay, she, I mean, she had a vendetta. She was, she got fired from the White House. It was just like, she, was a big fan of Bush, and uh, I, I feel really bad for Monica. It was just like this young woman, and I will mm-hmm. say this. Okay. Having finished watching We Need to Talk About Cosby, which I highly recommend. The documentary is so good. D- Did you see it? W. Yeah, Kamel okay. Bell, right? I need to see it. I want to mm-hmm. see it. I've heard a lot about it. It's, once again, on the the list, you know? Yeah, and it's so right. We do need to talk about Cosby. It does really unpack it. It also shows, like, that man did so much for the black community yes. for decades yes. and was like in like, you know, in the sixties, like he was on I spy. He was like, you know, a sexy man back then <laughs> in the day and doing stuff for like education. And meanwhile, um, uh, attacking women throughout the entire time. It, didn't start as, it was throughout the entire time. And I watching this, watching impeachment, you realize Bill Clinton was also a predator. Yes. And had he not gotten caught in this same big way that he had, mm-hmm. he would have still been doing this predatory behavior. So the big conversation is men, stop! <laughs> cut it out! <laughs> Fucking cut this shit out! Stop it! Figure, stop doing figure, it! <laughs> figure your shit out, man! Like, come on! You don't need to be a predator. Like, what? What is that fulfilling? And if it Y'all isn't fulfilling anything. Do something else. Pick up, I don't know. Stop it. Racquetball. Stop the, Leave women alone. Do something else. Put your penis away. <laughs> when they want to see it, they'll ask to see it. Other yes. than that, put it in your pants and do your damn job. That's yes. it. That's all we need from you. So I'm done. Plan, I'm not playing with you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Close the door. <laughs> Close the door. I'm done. All right. So there's so many hot button issues, Aneke, that we mm. must unpack. And my heart is breaking because, Aneke, yeah. we're coming down to the last few episodes of Minority Corner. And I'm like, oh, shit, we've yet to solve racism, homophobia, and sexism. I thought we did, but then all this shit is popping up, Aneke, and it's bad. I want to talk to you about the Don't Say Gay Bill okay. that is happening right now. Let's talk about Florida. it. Yeah. So if you don't, if y'all don't know, right now in Florida, there's essentially a bill that is making its way, uh, making its way downtown. Don't you dare bring Carlton into this. Vanessa did nothing to you. She just wrote a good pop hit. That's true. She just wrote a good pop hit. I'm sorry. So there is this don't say gay bill that is essentially uh, a, a Florida committee uh, has, has passed. It's on its way for Ron DeSantis to probably, you know, end up si- signing. Um, and although the bill is not necessarily called, well, here's what I do love. Mm-hmm. Finally, Democrats are playing politics. Okay. The bill is not actually called don't say gay, oh. but that's what Democrats have redubbed it. And that's what is like taken over the discourse. Um, it's m- more so like uh, protect the families or something is what it's called. They're like, no, 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 no. Because the bill is essentially saying that it's illegal. It w- you will not be able to say anything about gay people, LGBTQ people, uh, third grade and below. But that's just a slippery slope. We know once they start saying third grade. Uh-huh. And then what it starts doing is it is saying there's something wrong with those people. Right. And then even like, let's say if I have gay parents, I can't talk about my gay parents or my queer parents and it's a weird gross awful bill that's opening up pandora's box Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. and this is the thing again it always goes back to that poem and then they came for me Mm -hmm. it is just once they start saying oh you can't talk about this they're doing the same thing with you know claiming it's critical race theory where no child is being taught even college students are not being taught critical race theory i can't it is for phd students don't even get me started history. don't even get me started okay, with really critical race I'm theory because that box. that's facts it's not even theory it's not even i know but you know we gotta gussy it up for them because they're like it's too much it's too big it's too strong like it's a beyonce ego it's song. ridiculous um so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. So then it came to light. So there's this bill making its way. And people are like, you know, it's essentially saying you can't say gay third grade and under. Right. Okay. Right. Problematic on so many different way levels. Way problematic. Then people do some digging, follow the money. Oh, what's this? Disney has supported and given money I to all, oh. all of the Republican candidates who signed off on this bill. And then essentially, like the head of Disney, Bob, what is it? Bob, Bob Chappie. Iger. Bob, no, no, oh. it's not Bob Iger oh, anymore. Okay. Bob Iger stepped down. Oh, 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 yeah, oh. Yeah. who is it now? Bob, I- uh, Bob Chappick. Mm. Bob Chappick. Okay. Bob Iger wrote that book. He did a huge like book tour and was like, "I'm amazing." <laughs> like, so he doesn't get stuff, Bob Iger. <laughs> okay. You lucky you're not I'm here sorry, right but... now because we might need to we might need to shelve that book, Bob Iger. All right. We don't, uh, we don't know. I'm sorry, yeah, Mr. Yeah, Iger. It's different, Bob. Different, different, different Bob. Bob. Different Bob. We're on to a new Bob. Bob. A shittier Bob. Yeah, this Bob Chappie. A shittier yeah, Bob. Yeah, the off, <laughs> off-brand Bob. I'll give you that, Iger. So he pretty much went out and he, like, so Disney now did this post because people were like, hold up, Disney, what are you doing? Like, giving money to these candidates. Because I guess these candidates are, like, big on business, right? And so they're like, okay, here's some money. And what some companies will do, they'll give to both candidates. The problem with that is on one end you're saying, I'm not playing politics. But when those candidates on the right start doing some tomfoolery you say and you supporting that so disney came out and they were like oh you know 
we have tons of LGBTQ plus employees, which the employees have come out and said Disney's a great company to work at for. Okay, so but yes, still but, follow the money. But but the, they're like, you know, we did a tweet. They're like, you know, Disney has been a unifying force bringing people together. We're determined that it remains a place where everyone is treated with dignity and respect. And then they went on to say, blah, 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 blah. You know, we're here to ensure that, you know, we have a welcoming culture and create a diverse community and representation, LGBTQ+. Essentially, not they're saying, oh, we hear what you're saying. We're not going to denounce it, the, this bill. And then... The CEO doubled down this part's on ridiculous. it. He's essentially, he essentially was like, you know what? I'm going to subtext this. Y'all can, I'm going to translate this for y'all. He essentially was like, hey, everybody, sent out an email. Hey, everybody, I've been hearing all like, the pleas. He's been involved in these conversations from LGBTQ plus employees. He's like, it's been so heartfelt, such great conversations that will stick with me. He's like, you know, when companies make statements, it doesn't really do anything doesn't really move the needle. In fact, it just it just fans the flame of the divide even further. And what he's essentially doubling down is is that it's on their job to just make sure that they're making um, inspiring content that welcomes culture and diversity and that sort of Boo. thing. So that's I essentially mean, what he's saying. You'll get LeFou making googly eyes at Gaston for two minutes this time right. instead of one. I know. Whereas he's still going to be giving money to candidates that will make lives terrible for the I'm people that they're stop. portraying in their diverse content. I hate that. I guess. It's like, no, <laughs> you can't be like, oh, we're great in fantasy land, but terrible in reality. It doesn't work that way. No. It absolutely doesn't work that way. I, I get so mad at those statements, and it's, and it's awful when it's such a huge company that a mm -hmm. lot of LGBTQ people support and love. Like, mm -hmm. there's a whole, you know, like, I don't know. It just really is upsetting to me. It, well, and it also, Disney, we're trapped. We are fucking trapped in a Disney hole. Mm -hmm. Star Wars, mm -hmm. Marvel, mm -hmm. Pixar, mm -hmm. Minnie Mouse. Yep. What am I going to do? Turn off my Disney Plus? I can't. You I own my fucking soul, Disney. So you can't fuck up. Nope. Like, Disney's one company that can't fuck up. You have to be perfect because there's too many of us who are invested into like, you. So you got to donate I to know. the right can candidates. You got the right causes. Like, you cannot fuck up because Wait, what are we gonna it hurts do? too be, much. Be like a DreamWorks house? Are we going to be I, a DreamWorks I, house? <laughs> like, I don't want to be in a DreamWorks house. I don't even know what they're doing house. anymore. Shrek 5, I'm done. <laughs> like, I can't. Like, almost canceled my Peacock the other day. Like, what are we, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Disney? Know. I don't know. Wait, Peacock isn't Disney, are they? No. No, That's but NBC. I know, but I'm like, what am I, if I cancel my Disney Plus, what am I going to do? Watch, you know, Peacock, Universal stuff? Yeah. See, but the Bell <laughs> Season 3 doesn't come out for another year. Time to get a craft. Time to start get some audiobooks. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. On the flip side, Disney Plus has a series helping young black girls embrace an important hair care ritual. So, like, it oh, yeah. sucks. It's like, <laughs> have you heard about this? I watched that with my, my bonnet. Tell me. My bonnet. So it's, it's basically Questlove has a bunch of like, it's like these shorts that we stumbled on that are yeah. all about black kids. And it's cute. You would love it because mm -hmm. they like sing all different things. Like at one point there's like two little black boys and they're walking and then some white lady crosses the street and the other one goes, why, why does she do that? And they do a whole song about how they're beautiful and wonderful. And then there's one where they go to a sleepover 
and it's three black girls and one white girl, and they all put their bonnets on, and the white girl's like, what's this? And then they start singing my bonnet to Supersonic. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I am not Super mad. bonnets. Mm. Super bonnets, but then they're gonna fund anti-LGBTQ See, that's the thing. You can't, and that's that was what gets so frustrating because you're like, "Yay, gay representation in Eternals!" And then they're like, "Don't say gay, third grade." They can't even screen Eternals Mm -hmm. in the third grade in Florida because there's a gay kiss in it, and gay people don't exist. Right, and it's that internalized, and it sucks because it's like we've done so much work to move the needle on perceptions of LGBTQ people. And by putting them, and they know what they're doing. And here's the thing that really fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. Is that mm-hmm. the conservatives don't really fucking care about the LGBT. They don't care in the sense that, like, they don't really care who's going to what bathroom. They don't really care about any of this shit. It's a political football. Right. They want power. Right. They know that Republicans right. and conservatives get riled up over this shit. And so they're using it mm-hmm. as this political football. And it's unfortunate because your children. These are children's lives yes. at stake that you're fucking with. And this is in Florida mm-hmm. where Pulse nightclub right. happened. Hello. Exactly. Come on. This is the commute, the state that needs the most mm-hmm. support. Mm-hmm. Like the ones that really need to put the, the, the bubble wrap around the LGBTQ community in Florida because of how vulnerable it is down there, you know? And like, and now this is happening. I don't know. The whole thing just, it's disgusting. And like you said, it's all political play for money. It is. That's all they, they don't really care. They it's, don't really care about any of this. It's power. They know this is going to rile mm-hmm, these mm-hmm. folks up. And so just know like y'all are being played for a fool. And this is again, like you cannot serve. I don't like this phrase, but I don't know a better way to say it, but you can't serve two masters. I heard that on the Ozarks. And when she said that, I was like, she's right. Mm-hmm. I don't like the phrase, like, but mm-hmm. she's yeah. right. Like you can't. And it's the same thing with y'all got, you know, family and friends who are out there. Like the lines are being drawn mm-hmm. in the sand. Um, it's, it's, there's no more. You've got to, you got to challenge folks on these things. Right. Um, yeah. What are you saying? I, I do want to just really quickly say for anybody out there that still thinks it's a sensitivity issue where it's like we don't talk about sexuality or relationships with little kids needs to take a minute and take their straight asses and watch some Minnie Mouse <laughs> and Mickey Mouse cartoons. Those two be practically having sex up on the screen. I My daughter, I go in for a kiss on the cheek and she tries to kiss me on the lips. Who she learned that from? Mickey Mouse. Mickey and Minnie who need to keep it in their pants. We get it. We we get it. Y'all love each other and been lovey-dovey forever. We got it. Got it. Um, So it is not a prude thing. It is not. It is just homophobia. That is. Um, well, no, you're right. No, it's not. I'm glad that you said it because it's like, again, also these kids are they're learning about this stuff like anyways and again what it's doing is it's saying that my identity as a gay man is only about sex and that's what it you know it's saying and it's like right i don't think that your straight identity is only about sex so why are you saying that about 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 me like there's and again just think about like the 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 kids who have gay parents like you know it's even just learning about like harvey milk and history and things like that it's uh we're stop trying to erase us Most game shows quiz contestants about topics they don't even care about. But for 100 episodes, the Go Fact Your 
Yourself podcast has asked celebrity guests trivia about topics they choose for themselves. And introduce them to some of their personal heroes along the way. Oh my gosh. Shut up. <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm going to cry. Oh my stuff. <laughs> it's so exciting. So, so, so. Join me, Jake Keith Van Stratton. And me, Helen Hong, along with special guests DJ Jazzy Jeff and Faith Saley, plus some amazing surprise experts on the 100th episode of Go Fact Yourself. And join us twice a month, every month, for new episodes of Go Fact Yourself here on Maximum Fun. Hey, Renee Colvert from Can I Pet Your Dog? What's new? Well, the rumors are true. Can I Pet Your Dog is ending, James Arthur M. from Minority Corner. Now, I have also heard another rumor. Yeah. That Minority Corner is ending. Can you confirm? It is, Renee. I'm so sad. It's a tragic ending, and uh, I'm going to miss doing the show, and I have nothing else to yes. do. I guess I'll just go into a hole and die. No, I'm, I'm going to keep that option on the table, uh-huh. but I feel like we can continue to brainstorm. If you wanted to apply a video element to your show and have it debut on multiple platforms what if we created a morning weekly kind of new version of radio show would you be up for such a thing do i get to co-host it with you you should do i think it's a great idea what if we call it get on up with jam and renee and we do it from 7 a.m to 9 a.m pacific time and 10 a.m to 12 noon eastern and if you're this sounds amazing jam so okay so we've got it's it's interactive it's seven o'clock in the morning pacific standard time monday through friday where is this happening oh my gosh look at this the contract just came through yes wow we are gonna be on back (laughs) channels so if you have an alexa and an echo device all you do is say open back channel and bam we're gonna be there and then if you got the YouTubes, sure which we know you do, you can also just watch us live on YouTube. And if you ever miss an episode, it's going to be there because that's how the internet works. That is how the internet works. And Jim, did we cover this that it's going to be interactive where we can interact with the listeners in live time? So when I get the facts wrong, and you know that I will, you can say, say, Renee, I think it's actually this. And I'll say, yep. You're right. You're right, Audra in Minnesota. It is that. Or you can say, Renee, you've never been better. And just even ah. though all we were talking about was Britney Spears getting out of her conservatorship, doesn't matter, Renee, <laughs> you've never been better. Let her know. Let her know. <laughs> I love it. This is a dream come true for me. All right. You want to start today? I do. I'm going to go to bed right okay. now so I can get ready. See y'all there. See you in the morning. Are you ready for y'all ready for this? Sidebar, I when Aneke and I were at Black Meal, aka Black Brunch. Doesn't sound as fun. No, we were at Black Brunch. Listen, black folks, you know since we've been running late because of the stress of racism. So don't make a joke about that. We got our ancestors. You know, all Generational that trauma, trauma. weighing us down. So, yeah, we're going to be a little late. Um, and sometimes even brunch might happen a little later in the day because we're tired, we're weary, and we just want to shoot that oop and celebrate. But I was told Aneke, I forgot that MK stood for Minority Corner, not Mortal Kombat. Oh, that's Street Fighter. Finish him. The two shall never meet. The two shall never meet. All right. So, Aneke, we are in Ladies History Month. 
And yes. I feel like there's oftentimes a lot of talk about the suffragettes and they're mm-hmm. like, okay, Susan B. Anthony, she was doing it up. There's all these other ladies, forgotten yeah. ladies of the suffragette movement. And need I also, I don't, it's all, let's look at the fullness of everybody. Susan yeah. B. Anthony started a while in towards the end of her She'd be racist. Career. Yes. She at first she started <laughs> off with, she was like, okay, I'm down with y'all. And then they were like, can we also have rights? And she was like, no, white women first. Get um, to the back of the parade. Yeah, she was telling Ida B. Wells to get to the back of the parade. Mm-hmm. I, her and Frederick Douglass had a falling out because like, she was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes, white women first, and then we can get to the mm-hmm. black people. And he was like, what? No, that isn't, what? Why can't we just get at the same time? So, you know, Rude. again, they, she did some good stuff, but again, the full picture, full picture, full picture. But, I don't want to talk about her. I want to talk about five women that the history Ooh. has forgotten. So I'm going to give you little tidbits about these five. I think I can do it. We've, we've got to give them their light. Also, we're running out of MK, so I got to squeeze them all in here. Let's get them in. Combat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just them just fighting racism. Just like uh like anthropomorphic blob of like sexism and racism and it's like Harriet Fortin Harriet Fortin Puvis Maria Maria Guadalupe Evangelina de Lopez de Lothar uh Felice Cone This is either the best or worst game ever Kamoko Kamora That's a good name Gertrude Simmons Bonin Okay. I'll choose Harriet 14 Purvis. Finish racism. Okay. Finish, Finish it. <laughs> All right. So she was born 1810 in Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, she was the daughter of abolitionist Charlotte and James Fortin. So it was in her blood. They were Good like, people Baby, to be born what you, to. What do you want to do? <laughs> abolish, abolish the slavery. You know, so that was that. Mission accomplished. on it. <laughs> they're the 18, 1810s version of people who buy their babies like the anti-racist books. Oh, <laughs> like exactly. Books. That was it. They were yeah. like, see what we're doing? You want to do that. Um, and they were so powerful voice for equal rights for all. So she married Robert Purvis in 1932. I only put a pin in that because you're like, why are we talking about his husband? You'll see. You'll see. They were like a dynamic okay, okay. duo. They were like Barack Ooh. and Michelle. Um, they lived in Philadelphia because, uh, so they were born in Philadelphia and then they were staying in Philadelphia because they're like, okay, everything else is kind of wilding out. Um, cause mm. she, because she was a woman, she mm-hmm. was not allowed to join the American anti-slavery society. So rude. Mm-hmm. So because only men can fight <laughs> against slavery. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. Ladies <laughs> go, uh, make us some brownies. <laughs> There's just some laundry to fold. <laughs> Women abolish slavery. <laughs> uh-huh. Silly talk. <laughs> Where's my musket? Um, so no. she and fellow <laughs> abolitionists, who we're not going to talk about this lady, but she deserves some googling. Uh, her and her 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 sister friend Lu Serretta mm-hmm. Mott. They started the Philadelphia Female Anti-Slavery Society. They're like, okay, you won't let us have okay. one. We'll start our own. So they started the Female Anti-Slavery Society. Yes, yes, yes. Harriet started a boycott of all slave labor products. She was like, listen, we can't be using any of this stuff. She's like, boycott, boycott. Um, So that probably means most things they were not allowed to use because I imagine most of it was coming from free labor. Can you even imagine 
being a free black person and eating something and being like I know. I yes, absolutely. Well, I think it's kind of in some ways similar to like if you really think about where that strawberry came from. Uh, it was that's from, true. I mean, we you are here in America. We are living mm-hmm. on some cheap as damn near free labor, even from prison industrial or migrants. You know, you so, got you are so right. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fast fashion. Yep. 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 So it's yeah. It's um. Uh, it didn't go it. away. No, didn't go away. It's still here. But her, they, so they formed this, and she was like, we got to boycott these slave products. Oh, this is not, we're not doing it. So she denounced, segre- she also, segregation was happening on the trains. They like, you know, they love transportation, segregating. She was like, we're not gonna <laughs> do this. And so her and Harriet and her sister Margarita, Margarita, Margarita uh, they began Ooh. to lead these organizations uh, for the fifth annual National Women's Rights Convention. And then after the Civil War okay. in 1866, many abolitionists, including Harriet, Sarah Redmond, and Sojourner Truth. I mean, what oh. a dinner party. What a dinner party. To be a fly on that wall. I mean, this is legendary. Uh, so they they joined the American Equal Rights Association. Um There was when there was a conflict in the movement on whether to include women in the 15th Amendment, which if you don't know what the 15th Amendment is, it is the right of citizens of the United States to vote, essentially saying Mm. that shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of race, color or previous condition of servitude. Harriet and Susan Benaz. What about gender? I know. <laughs> I saw fit. What was it? What was that Will Smith docu that documentary series? Yeah, they 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 pointed that out. Oh yes, that was good. What yes. was it called Amendment. Mm. Can't be fifteen. I think so. It was, it was on 15th. Netflix, right? It was called Fifteenth because Ava DuVernay was like, I got the thirteenth, and then they were like, We gotta talk about fifteenth. Yeah, I think so. It's good. Yeah. Really, I know good. what you're talking Whatever about. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's good. Um. <laughs> so good I forgot the name of it but it's about the amendments I think it's about the 13th 14th and 15th amendment I feel like it is about those ones right yeah maybe Wasn't it's John called Cho amendment involved too? I think it's just, I think called, it was just amendment called amendment because it's about how we need to keep amending our damn constitution yes. and we've yes. not had an amendment in a long time and it's time to update yes. this thing still need to pass the equal rights right. amendment the ERA still to this day women don't have equal rights according to the constitution what is happening we need to fix this. It's 2022. What is happening? Phyllis Schlafly cannot have the last word. Um, okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, but, but eventually, so I, so yes. So they joined the National Women's Suffrage Association to support an amendment for women's suffrage. Um, oh. But again, you know, their friend, okay. They're like, okay, Susan, we're friends. They're like, oh yeah, we got it. We already know. <laughs> Susan <laughs> is okay, going to Susan. Susan. She's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now let's go, girls. Is this B. Anthony? Oh, yeah, Susan B. Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say let's go, girls. <laughs> let's go, white girls. You know. I know, I know. It did make me think watching impeachment, there was a moment mm. where I was like, you know, what is that thing about, what's that quote about a woman scorn? Never, what was it? Oh, yeah. It's a wrath, is a score. I don't know. Oh, Just yeah. women be angry. No, but don't fuck with women. Well, this one angry. was like when Linda Tripp marched up to this one girl, woman, and she was like, yeah. You're gonna regret this. I was like, Ooh, nothing's oh. worse than a white Ooh, woman scorned. 
Because it was all <laughs> ego. They're like, Linda Tripp, no one wants you to work here in the White House anymore. And she's like, revenge. And then she's like, Monica twirling her mustache. Oh, talking to my phone, darling. If only there was Zoom. Monica would have been like, what? Recording? Bye. And then done. I know. Because Zoom be telling you. <laughs> Zoom's like, we're recording this. See? And then what is a Linda Tripp going to do? What's you going to do, Linda? What's good, Linda? <laughs> You got to keep watching it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Almost done with her. Uh, okay. So Robert Purvis. Oh, here's the thing I said. Remember her husband? You're like, why are we talking about him? Right. It's ladies mm-hmm. month. Wow. Her husband. What's going on with Bobby P? Bobby P. He founded the Philadelphia <laughs> uh, Vigilance Committee in 1837. And after he and Harriet <laughs> used their Philadelphia home to harbor escaped slaves, he became known as the oh. father of the Underground Railroad. Oh, wow. I love them. Mm-hmm. Yep, They're yep. good people. Oh, yeah, they were good. So later to escape <laughs> a violent backlash, the couple were like, we got to get out of oh. here. So they went to a yeah. rural commun- commu- community of Bybury, uh, which where their home, uh, Harmony Hall, became a prominent station on the mm. Underground Railroad. Um, she then died 1875. But that is Harriet mm. 14 Purvis, 1810 to 1875. Pretty good. That's not for that time. Not bad. She lived a good life. Sixties for that time. Okay, and a stressful life too. I know nobody can be Sojourner Truth living to dust. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right, our next one: Maria Guadalupe Evangelina de Lopez de Lauther. And so we're going to yes. see the spectrum of the suffragette movement, which is rarely shown. Again, not just white ladies yeah. in white dresses. So <laughs> she was born in 1881. I, You know, it's so funny because we did an event at, at our work. We brought in a speaker who was like, unsung heroes of the suffragette mm-hmm. movement. I think a lot of white ladies were like, ooh, I can't wait. And they just thought they'd be just like waving their little white flag. And this yeah, woman oh came yeah. up. In and like was, a little white suit. This woman was like. Susan B. Anthony was a racist. And here's all these women that she Good. done forgot. And they were like. Mm. It's the truth. I mean, as soon as I heard about Susan B. Anthony and like Caddy Smith or whatever, I was like, you guys don't like black people. No. How am I supposed to fall in line with you? Uh-uh. Get your white dress. But they other ladies were also wearing white dresses because <laughs> that was the theme. Like, that's fine. You're not going to shop shot us out of this. So. Maria Guadalupe. Okay. She was born 1888 in Los Angeles. She was an educator. A mm-hmm. translator, a club yes. woman. She yes. helped to win the Here vote for California women with her oratory and writings that she translated into Spanish. So her big thing was nice. all these different suffragette pamphlets. She's like, okay, we got to translate that into Spanish, y'all. If you, will, you want all these Latinas, Hello? you want them to vote, come on. So she was like, I'm going to get mm-hmm. my ladies information as well over here. And in addition to her suffragette work, she also fought for decades to preserve Spanish and, um, and Mexican-American cultural heritage because it's important. Oh, she had okay. hella siblings. She has tons of siblings. Um, and she graduated <laughs> from Pasadena High in 1897. She taught English as a second language. Damn. And in 1902, she became the youngest teacher hired by UCLA. So she's a UC alum like okay. us. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. I was going to say we didn't go to UCLA, we but we UC. went to UC Santa Cruz. Uh, at the time, UCLA mm-hmm. was known as uh, the Los Angeles State Normal School. 
glad they rebranded. Okay, that's um, yes. This is the normal school. Okay, thanks. <laughs> wow. Um, I can't believe somebody <laughs> thought it was a good idea to name it the normal yeah, school. Yeah, we're the normal school. Thanks. Um, so she was also <laughs> probably the first. She was probably the first Latina to. Uh, not only the second youngest. She was not. She, I'm sorry. She not only became the youngest uh, teacher hired by UCLA, but probably the first Latina. You know, they didn't keep records. I mean, it was a time of first. <laughs> it was a time of first during she, that time. I hope she was wearing shoes because she cracked a lot of glass ceiling and the ground is dangerous. Stop, stop, <laughs> stop, stop. Bleeding. <laughs> um, in the 1910s, Lopez and her sister uh, Ernestina ran their own Spanish language school out of their house. They had a little side business. Why does everybody's got a sister <laughs> with a weird name? Margarita... And Ernestina. Okay, those aren't weird names. That's rude They're of different. me. That's rude of me. Let's just say not different. Let's just say more. Their sisters got the better <laughs> pick of fair. names. Got the better pick of fair. names. That's fair. Margarita. Ernestina. <laughs> I feel like damn. I bet you their dad's name. And I'm was over Ernest. here. Just... You know they were running out of I know, she had true. hella siblings. They were running out of names like, um uh oh Ernest. Oh, that's your dad. Ernestina. <laughs> Add an A. <laughs> Add a name. Yep. So her and Ernestina were running a side hustle of a school. And uh, she, in the 1910s, became an active campaigner for the Los Angeles region's votes for women's club. And she was a Spanish language translator for the California statewide suffragette movement. Again, she was like translating all this stuff to rallying Latinas to to be like, hey, we need some rights. Let's get to voting. And this is great. In 1911, there was a votes for women club rally in Los Angeles Plaza and she took the stage and she spoke. She was this great speaker and she was speaking about, you know, in Spanish, uh, she was reportedly the first one in the state to do so, to give this impassioned speech, um, in, in Spanish. And yeah, she's often credited for being the first in the state to deliver these sort of speeches. Uh, she was doing speeches, flyers, pamphlets. She was translating left and right. And on October 10th, nice. 1911, the suffragette, the suffrage proposition passed and California became the sixth state in the nation to approve suffrage for women. Nine years before the passage right. of the 19th Amendment. A lot of times when amendments need to get passed, they have to go from it's like 38 states have to ratify it. So they do like a little tour. Right. They get passed state by state. Mm hmm. And then Lopez was also uh, among the women, one, among the women considered by leading suffragettes in Los Angeles uh, to serve as representative from California to the 1913 Women's Suffrage Parade in Washington, D.C. in 1914. So highly active. Oh, oh. then get this. World okay. War One happens. And she's like, oh, oh damn. Suka, suka now. <laughs> <laughs> So she moves to New York City and she learned to be an ambulance driver. She's like, what can I do? She's like, I need to oh, like wow. rally up. What can I do? I'm going to learn how to drive this yeah. ambulance truck. And so she Hell left yeah. her teaching job. She then traveled to France. She's like, now I know how to drive. Get oh. me over there now. Like Olivia Pope style. She's like, I need to oh. fix this. So then she travels to France. She's doing it. And she worked as an ambulance driver for the war. She was like, get these bodies in here. Wow. We're going to save them. I'm Maria. I, <laughs> this is. I am Maria Guadalupe. Angel, 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 I am Maria Guadalupe Evangelina de Lopez de Lauther. 
I will save lives and get in this trap. Yes. That's what she was doing. She was over there saving lives. And because of her bravery, she actually, um, she, you know, she, there was a chateau turned hospital where they were stationed. It was bombarded by enemy fire. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. her and three of her, her friends, they worked all night carrying wounded soldiers to safety. Wow. She was honored in France. They gave her an award. They were like, you a badass bitch, Maria. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was right. the badass bitch award. Okay. She was like, I know I heard that. What about Ernestina? I don't know where she was. No records of her. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, she's probably still like, We're talking she about was Maria probably right just now, teaching. So, yeah. She was teaching in Spanish. Everyone Holding had down yeah, the fort. Yeah. She's like, sister, yeah. go. She's like, I'm. not everybody. <laughs> Not everybody wants to go over there and drive an ambulance, so we got to give props to Maria. True, Damn. true, true, true. And then from 1937 to 1938, she served as president of the UCLA Faculty Women's Club. She worked hard to educate the okay. public about California culture, promote Spanish language instruction, mm. popular causes among Spanish descended club women orders. So she was like, okay, we got to get this education going. So that's what she was doing. So that was Maria. Mm-hmm. Maria. Mm-hmm. Okay, Maria, you go. Felice Khan. Time for a little story about her. Okay, she was okay. a lawyer. Okay, she was not messing around. Uh, okay. She was born May 14th, 1884 in Carson City, Nevada. She was known as one of Nevada's mm. first women lawyers. The fourth wo- She was the fourth woman to be permitted to argue before the Supreme Court. So they were like, okay, oh, here and talk. She was like, I got things to say. I love it. She taught school at 15. <laughs> she was like, let me start to teach. Uh, okay, that's kind of, I don't know. It was a different type. <laughs> Kids are going up fast back then. You had to. You were probably good this at. It's true. All right. All she right. She was an right. old I'll maid at 15. I'll give you that. But fi- <laughs> have you talked to a 15 year old recently? Maybe I'm watching too much euphoria. I don't know. <laughs> I do not think she was high on opiates or anything. Um, but she went to Nevada State <laughs> University and attended Stanford University. Uh, she was admitted to the bar in 1902. And at age 18, oh, okay. was admitted to the bar of the Supreme Court in 1916. She practiced law. Um, basically, her big yes. thing is that she was kind of like a lawyer for the suffragette movement. Um, she was president mm. of the Non-Militant Suffrage Association. Because I guess some of these ladies. <laughs> I want to be a, who's the part of the militant? <laughs> she was like over the non-militant one. Um, and she wrote the 1914 <laughs> Amendment for Suffrage adopted by the Nevada uh, State le- Legislature. She also did a bunch of like, she was doing land yeah. deals for the United States, like government. She did the Union Pacific Railroad in Colorado, Kansas, Damn, Oregon, that's Oklahoma. A big deal. Like she was doing a lot of wow. those things, which resulted in acres being returned to the government return but she was like she led those led mm-hmm. those deals she was big on um labor yeah. laws for kids she was like we gotta shut this shit down good thank you because this is during the time where they had like they six-year-olds like, in can like, you walk soup, great soup farms go to this factory here's some coal here's some coal. old <laughs> enough to work um and she was a frequent visitor to the white house uh through president woodrow wilson Ew, I that racist know, nasty ass man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she also did a lot of divorce cases, which is really big back then, because they were mm. like, ladies, you ain't got mm. a man, you ain't got a life. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Okay, I'd love to get two more. Can I get two more in? 
Oh man! All right, uh, two more. Uh, Komako Kimura was not American. Okay. She is actually uh, Japanese. She was born July 29, eighteen eighty-seven, mm-hmm. in Tokyo. And um, okay. Oh, Leo. Hey, okay. look at that. Get the side. <laughs> but she went to the school. This she went to this type of school where girls were not encouraged to learn anything except just like become a good traditional Japanese wife. And how just to be essentially personalities. And she was like, this is not my life. And she's like, this is whack. She was inspired by <laughs> thinkers like Goethe, Byron, like Wild, Emerson. Oh. This is what she was reading. She was okay. like, yeah, I've got a brain. I'm going to use this. Like, she was very influenced by <laughs> ideas of Ellen Key, a Swedish feminist. Um, oh. oh. Yeah. So she did have a child when she was young and she was ostracized for it. And it's like, well, what do you want me to do? Like, you're like, oh. be a lady. And she's like, I'm having a baby. I know. That's too much. <laughs> Which is like the most woman. It's like a womanly thing to They're do. Like, how dare so you? And she's like, okay. All right. I don't know what you want. So she was like, this is bunk. And she was accepted to the Imperial Actress Training School, but was kicked out once they were like, wait, oh. you have a baby and you ain't got a man. You ain't got a life. Rude. <laughs> and so they like threw her out. And she was like, mess. Rude. But she loved this. Oh, my God. And then I also have to take a back. So sorry, James. I just want to say that anybody can have a baby. I don't want to just say it's a womanly thing. Like, there are people that a person can be pregnant. I just wanted to emphasize that. Okay. But your point was, like, they're like, be a lady. And she's like, I'm having a baby. They're like, get out of here. Like, I get it. dude. I understand what you're saying. Right. Like, it's like, what do you want from women? I I just want to. What do you want? Get your dick out of here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the unofficial slogan for women's history but <laughs> get your dick out of here it's so true it's so true oh my god put it on a pamphlet <laughs> put it on a pamphlet i will say sidebar i love my morning show mm-hmm. but i can't i i've been so filthy and foul on the show and if you're like wow he sure is turning it up a notch because I gotta be raw and nasty. No, this is how we yeah. always do. Uh, We're raw on this. This is a real podcast. You come to <laughs> Mortal yeah. Kombat to be real. Minority <laughs> combat. Do 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 Um, not just Rihanna's song written by Taylor Swift. Okay. Yes, she wrote that? Taylor I didn't Swift. know that she wrote uh, that. Uh, this is what you came mm. for. Ooh, 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 ooh. Taylor Swift. Oh, that's when she was dating Kelvin Harris. Now mm. it all makes sense. Yep. Piece that okay. together. All right, See, it's ahead. Women's History right. Month. It's all coming together. Mm-hmm. Get the dick out of here. You, Nancy oh, Drew in it. Awesome. Nancy Drew, another woman. <laughs> now we're just naming women. Salma Hayek. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fictional. <laughs> Nancy Drew ain't real. There isn't. And you are so proud of yourself. It's written by a man. Is is Nancy Drew written by a man? Probably. You could have went Mary Shelley. You could have went, you know, I'm talking about authors. Um, Susan Louis Parks. Okay, here we go. Um, Okay. So she was like, acting is my thing. So I'm, no one has taught me to do this. And so she Hell found yeah. her way she created the true new women's association i love that and true <laughs> in 1912 okay. with two other women um nashikiwa fumiko and mayazi mayazika mitsuko 
despite the fact that they did not get along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this history account. They're like, they worked together. They did not get along. Oh my um, God. But they, they did still not did like what they did other. too. So they created this lecture series and magazine entitled The New True Woman. And they began to give lectures around Japan about mm. the suffragette, the women's suffragette movement. And she eventually was censored by the Japanese government and could no longer give those lectures or print her magazines. And so she eventually had to mm. go on the trail because um, her, of her messages they were spreading all over Japan. They're like, we need to hear it. And she's like, I'm going to bring it to you. Um, and so then she started mm. writing and she was doing speeches and she was doing performances. Cause remember, she was an actress. And she was integral to the Japanese suffragette mm. movement, which culminated in the 1945 change of election law that allowed Japanese women to vote. And the suffrage movement peaked in the early 1920s in Japan. And soon after Kimura's travel, mm. um, Japanese women, however, only won universal voting rights in 1945. So then, then we got into the 19th Amendment starts happening, right? And, and here in the U.S., uh, in the 1920s, mm-hmm. it's going on. Prohibition. They're like, we're sober. Let the ladies drink. Um, <laughs> that's what my <laughs> history teacher always said. <laughs> they're like sober. They're like, okay. <laughs> All right. Let those ladies have that. They're like, now's the chance. Um, and so, oh yeah, so it prohibited <laughs> states and the federal government from denying the rights uh, to vote based on the basis of sex. But nonetheless, voting did not immediately mm-hmm. become a right for all American women. There are plot holes in the 19th mm. Amendment because if in- individual states still voted to ratify the amendment from 1919 all the way to mm-hmm. 1984. Um, and for... <laughs> well, come on, 1984? Because you're still... You, 30, so, cause to, for an amendment to pass, it needs just 38. And there's still some states where like, I don't know. Um... This woman was alive in 1984. Um, And also... They're like, we don't want that baby. And then, also, like, Asian Americans in particular, the process was very drawn out. Uh, Chinese Americans were the first to win the right to vote in 1943. And then nine years later, all Asian Americans won the right um, in 1965 with the Voting Rights Act. So, again, yes, you have this amendment that got passed, but it was really just white women were allowed to vote. Some black women in different parts or some women of color in different parts of the country. But again, the 19th amendment was not a touchdown. James, I have to underline the fact that you said 1965 is when Chinese American Mm -hmm. women got the right to vote. 1965. And that's at least, yes, absolutely, yeah. And because there even was some, I forget when it was, I think, like, um, Native Americans, we'll see this, I think, in our last one that we're going to do, like, they weren't granted the right to vote until, like, the 70s, mm-hmm. so it just kept, not everybody was just granted the rights. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting, because, jeez, oh, if anybody had the the most right to vote would be the indigenous populations of nope, this they country. Were like, nope, you will not get to. And so, um, but Kamoko, she was very vocal. She would come over to the U.S. because she was this huge star, uh, the Japanese suffragette star over in Japan. So she would come on over and be like, okay, ladies, yeah. let's get information. That's how to do it. I also got to get my support over here. <laughs> Asian American women, let's go. What you doing? Get on this. So she was doing her thing over there. Yeah, so, come you, on. Kamoko. 
last one, I want to take it back to the earth and to like the land. And it's like the indigenous folks who were here. And one I wanted to highlight, uh, Gertrude Simmons Bonin, also known as uh, Zikala Sa, was born in South Dakota in 1876. Mm. Uh, she notes that's the year that the mm-hmm. Sioux defeated Custer. She'll never let you forget it. Well, you need to know this. Oh. Good. Don't let us forget and it. She's part of Don't. the Yankantan Sioux and was raised by her mother and aunt. She ended oh, up okay. attending or being taken to a quick Quaker boarding school, which they happened to a lot of the mm-hmm, yeah. a lot of the folks. Um, so yeah. she experienced a lot of trauma, but also had education behind it so it was like this double-edged sword but she just Mm, saw so many mm. horrors and was like i'm gonna do something about this and went to graduate from uh earl (laughs) harm ham college the quaker institution and she got ideas about women's equality which influenced both by her mother and the dakota women because they're the indigenous women have a much different way it was very matriarchal society and so she was weaving that into a right. lot of her um, understanding. So much, in fact, that some white women suffragettes would try to, like, co-opt their sort of practices and things like that. And she's like, oh, yep, yep. Uh-uh. Um, but they were known for their <laughs> ideas of spirituality, equality of the sexes. And uh, so she later went on okay. to uh, – so she was doing a lot of things. She uh, was one of several women in the Society of American Indians and advocated for women's right to vote. Uh, so mm. she was doing that. Uh, in 1917, she became very active Great. in the suffragette movement. She moved to D.C. and became secretary of That's the good. SAI, the Society of American Indians. Um, she nice. was writing a lot. She ended up uh, speaking at the National Women's Party headquarters. Sometimes they were like kind of mm. using her in a way. Sometimes they were like, no, this. Yes, absolutely. Token. You know. Um, so yeah. she educated her audiences mm-hmm. about the lack of rights indigenous folks had. Um, and she was also very much like, and it's Good. again, they're not a monolith, the indigenous, you know, folks, but she was like, we need our sovereignty, but we oh, also yeah. should be able to vote here. Like we wanted, she wanted to have that dual sort of citizenship. Um, 100%. I mean, if you're going to be here, you need to acknowledge your, your culture and tribe that was yep. here to begin with. But also, you can't deny the fact that America is cropping up and you want to be a part, a full-fledged member of society with America, you know? It's... So she was integral in that. Um, She convinced Congress to pass the Snyder Act, or also known as the Indian Citizenship Act, that endowed full U.S. citizenship rights on all Mm -hmm. Native people born in the country. Um, so she was involved in that. Again, mm-hmm. the 19th Amendment didn't necessarily apply to Native women, just like it didn't apply to other, you know, folks. It would just take a little bit more time uh, before they would get um, full rights and full citizenship. Um, I'll have to look this up and, and find out exactly, but I believe it was in the 70s that they, um, Indigenous people actually got full full rights. So. She continued work throughout her entire Ooh, life. Jesus. She uh, continued work to get other indigenous people out wow. to vote into many states. Uh, but many states also had a very large, uh, had a lot of, um, uh, they, they had a variety of different strategies to disenfranchise Native people, like in Arizona, Montana, New Mexico. Uh, but she worked and did this work in advocacy until her death in 1938. So she pretty much 
from 1876 to 1938, she was working it. And, um, and she's just one wow. of many different, you know, uh, indigenous suffragettes that you just really don't really don't hear about. So I know that was a lot, but I thought it was so Absolutely important not. for us to give homage. I mean, no. how many of these women had you heard about in that gay? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely none of them, which is why it's so important that you did this. I am so glad you brought this up. And also the, the it's one, it's good to know about the, the mm-hmm. we all know about the foundations. You know, we know about Elizabeth Caddy Stanton. We know about Susan B. Anthony. We know about Sojourner Truth. We know about Harriet Tubman. But mm-hmm. like, we need to open it up. We need to, and also, and I'm so yeah. glad you went international because that's the other thing that people don't understand is while we were fighting um, for women's voting rights here in the United States, across Mm -hmm. the world people were and why don't we hear about those activists the only other activists in the suffragette movement that i knew about outside of america was (laughs) on mary poppins and that's it that's it no not good enough that's That's not good enough you are hungry for more there the uh, indigenous suffragette maria botanu baldwin she's one of the uh members of turtle mountain band of the chippewa um she was brought up in the mm. indigenous people's conversation that I, I had written it. So I don't just take our word for it. Keep reading about mm. other suffragettes outside of Susan B. Anthony because there were many. Well, there we are, Corner Kids. Another episode in, and I can't believe it. We are rounding the corner to the end of Minority Corner, counting down, but there's still so much more to discuss. Anaki's going to be back here next week, but y'all, I would love to hear from you all. So we are wrapping up Minority Corner, but we want to do a special episode and segment that features you all, our Minority Corner Kids. So you can send us a little audio recording. You can record it on your phone. Doesn't have to be anything fancy. You could leave us a voicemail. Essentially, record a little audio recording and send it to minoritycorner at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Send to minoritycorner at gmail.com. Uh, and this could be anything. You can send us a goodbye. You can send us uh, what your biggest takeaways from the show, any favorite segments, any favorite guests, things that you'll love about the show, things that you'll miss about the show, uh, whatever it is that you want to say we would love to hear from you all we'll have it in one of our final episodes voice of the listener that's you all so again send us a little audio recording to minoritycorner at gmail.com uh corner spot with a k but you know that you've been here and uh yeah send those over and uh let's get those in by the end of the month end of march so if you want to be included Get it in by then. We'd love to hear from you. And remember, hop on over to Get On Up. It is my morning show. Uh, I think y'all know about it. There's an ad that runs in the show about it. Get on over there. I'd love to see y'all. Me and Renee Culver every morning and producer Sarah as well. And you can interact with the show. It's a lot of fun. Uh, It's like this, but so much more. And you get to interact. It's great. We love it. We love it. We love it. Um, and okay, and some great news and development on the Don't Say Gay Bill, at least. Uh, well, it's still terrible. It's making its way, it's on its way to Governor DeSantis, um, his desk. But there was a really great tweet from Mark Hamill, which was just, he just, his entire tweet was just the word gay, 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 like 50 times. And because the whole entire bill is Don't Say Gay and leave it to Mark Hamill. We love him. He was just 
doing the work. So keep doing the work. If you're like, what should I do? You can always donate to the Trevor Project. Uh, they are actively working to uh, support LGBT youth. And then, uh, you know, call your senator. Call the people. Keep talking about this. Let's make some noise. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. This was a, I thought, a great episode. Love it so much. Aneki will be back next week. Big thank you to our editor, Sarah Brown, production coordinator, uh, Lori Fowler. I should say Sarah Brown, producer and editor, because big snaps to Sarah for getting me uh, the research for this week's episode. Really appreciate it. Really, really appreciate it. And a big thank you to all of our listeners and our members. We can't do the show without you. Thank you for listening to Minority Corner, because together, we are the majority. Have a great week, y'all. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.